When Lions Fight. This is the Wild Eye Podcast. Hey everybody, my name is Jerry, I'm from Wild Eye, and I'm currently sitting in my room at Mala Mala. I'm overlooking the Sand River, and it is hot as hell outside. We've just come back from a very, very cool morning drive. We, it started off quiet, we were tracking leopards, young female and a male, separate, but they ended up, the tracks ended up together, couldn't find them. And we also found a couple of females, for those of you that are into names, we'll get to this, the Cambula Pride. And then eventually we're driving, trying to find a... A, a spot where an old male leopard normally hangs around. As we drive, we almost, there's a lioness that kind of just appears in the road. And as we stop, we look to the side and there's a dead elephant. So our plans for this afternoon is pretty much confirmed. We're definitely heading back there. Uh, there's three of the Cambula sub-adults that are in the area. One young male, two young females. And they are a bit scratchy with, you, with each other already. So yeah, we're going to put ourselves in there this afternoon and see what happens. The elephant's probably about 10, 12 years old. Don't know what he died from. We, we found it. Nobody else has seen it. So we are the first people to find it. And yeah, so it's going to make for some good photography and experience tonight, which is great. But now, whew, where do I start on this one? So there's a couple of things I want to chat about. First of all is the lion takeover that's currently happening here in the Mala Mala Lonelosi area. Well, at least from what I know. And then also the naming of these animals. <laughs> this is something that's come up a couple of times in the past. And where people who have never been to Africa or they've never been on safari or they don't understand how safari tourism conservation works, get their panties in a knot because you call an animal by the wrong name or you spell the, the name wrong. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get to this at the end, but I'm, I'm all for naming these animals on the ground because it makes sense for the guys working daily and I understand that creating a soap opera for people watching is great as in the Kambula pride fought with the sticks pride and then one of the females died but then the the one dominant male from the Gauri coalition whose name is Blondie came and he rescued one of the sticks females I get the narrative and that people want to kind of anthropomorphize the whole thing and I get the story and we were talking on the vehicle today I do think it's a good thing that these stories make people pay attention to Africa and to her animals and the wildlife and stuff like that. I do, however, think we need to keep in mind that these things are just animals. But let's talk about that later. So, we, I arrived here three-something days ago, and I stopped somewhere on my way. I drove up to Mala Mala, and I stopped somewhere uh, to buy a coffee or something, and I was going through Instagram. And I saw on the Londolosi feed this video of three males running down the road. Now, if a male lion's running with intent, shit's about to get real. So three of them coming over, and the, the caption on it was something in the line of uh, a takeover is imminent, something like that. So we arrive here, and the first afternoon we drive just out of camp. We find a mom leopard with two young leopards. They playing, and it was a cool sighting, some good photography. Next morning, we go out and we find more leopards. So, uh, leopard, what was her name? See, I, I forget these things. The island female and her cub. They have a kill, a hyena comes. They're up and down the trees. They snarl at each other. Cool sighting. The afternoon, we find the two. Now, I've got to get this right because otherwise people will kind of lambaste me for getting it wrong. Talk about that later. Um, the the Gauri males, two dominant male lions. No, I lie. Sorry. I, see, I get it wrong. 
the Evokas, the Evokas, right? Northern Evokas, because apparently there's southern ones as well. So we find these two male lions, they're sleeping, and we're sitting on the vehicle having a glass of wine. Yes, a private guided trip is phenomenal because we can do that. Let me know if you want to do a private guided trip. Um, and as we sit here watching these two, we can hear audio in the distance. Now, Londolozi borders Mala Mala, and we can hear the audios coming from there. And through the grapevine, the guys find out, no, it's the four Nzenga, Nzenga males, okay? They have another name as well, but I can't say that. So there's the coalition of four Nzengas, and there's the two northern Avoca males. Okay, so these two guys hear the roars, they start roaring, and they walk towards. Now, this means, obviously, there's intent, and we're now going to beat each other up. So... That evening, we drive up to the airstrip at Sabi uh, Sabi, that's also next door, at Mala Mala. We sit there and we hear these four and two roaring at each other. And you can hear the movement as the roars kind of get closer and further away from each other. Anyway, it gets left. We then go out the next morning. No, sorry, 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 no. So we go back to the lodge and it's dinner. I get back to my room and Linda, my client's room, is kind of just a couple on. And she texts me and says, can we go out right now? So I open my door. And there is roaring in the river right in front of camp here. But these things are going full tilt, right? They are letting rip. And then as I step outside, you can hear a fight. You can hear lions climbing into each other. If you haven't heard it yet, it's, it's brutal, right? Even the sound. And then there's roaring and stuff. So I sat outside for a little while listening to this. And the roaring kept going throughout the entire night. It was absolute cat mayhem out here. Next morning, I wake up at about four. I don't do sleeping well. And the roaring is still going. So we meet for we meet for coffee quickly and we head out. Yaku, Yaku, our guide, great, great guide. Awesome positioning and an urgency, which I haven't seen in a guide for a long time, which is very refreshing. And we drive out and we find one of these Nzenga, whatever they're called, males, right? Now, they haven't been this far, as far as anybody knows, into Mala Mala. They're way out of their territory. So we find him with one of the Kambula females, which is now from the local pride. So this is like, if we're talking gang warfare, this is like a gang member going into another gang gang's turf and like picking up one of their chicks. Okay, so these two are together. There's no tension. They look all lovey-dovey. We think they might mate. And then the roaring starts again. So our boy who's with us calls. Another one answers across the river. I think it's across the Manuleti River. Dry riverbed. So we go around. We find this guy, he's laying down as well. Good looking male, big boy. And he's also up one of this four, right? This thing, uh, he gets up to start walking and he, and only now do we see he has been fucked up six love, right? The backside next to his balls, it's bitten, there's blood, he's limping, there's a scratch above his eye. This thing was proper panel beated that night before. Okay, so we watch him, he struggles to walk and he lays down again. Okay, cool. So we kind of jump between these two sightings. Eventually, we're with the, the couple, and someone on the radio says, no, this broken boy is now heading towards us. So we go around, we watch him, he's walking okay, and he then eventually gets close to the other two, but never like in like with them. Anyway, so we go for coffee, we come back, and this female is now laying with the broken one. Okay. There seemed to be some kind of tension, but the dominance was very clear that the one with the, with the fucked up well, body is the dominant one between the two because the other guy did not come close. He kept his distance. The female would keep on walking away and then come fetch him, walk away and come fetch him. 
There was never any tension, and she was from a different pride. So it was interesting dynamics. Anyway, long story short, we kept on following this trio for until about, geez, until about one o'clock? No, 12 o'clock, right? Eventually they laid down. So the female was with this broken thing, and the other one, which was, he was in good shape, was just kind of tracking them back. Great photography morning. So we then go, and someone says, oh, no, they found a third one. So we go around and we see the third one. That's a big boy. Hey, it's a beautiful cat. He's laying next to a water hole. But as I said to, to Yako and to Linda, there's something not right about this cat. He's moving slowly. He doesn't look well. Eventually, later on, uh, so we leave him. We leave him. And we come back in the afternoon. We go to our two with the female. The female's buggered off and the two sleeping. They ended up sleeping the whole afternoon. We go back to this beautiful guy next to the water hole and... This, it, it's a big cat, right? And he keeps on licking his front paw, his right front paw. And I asked him, listen, we've, we've spent about an hour total with this animal. We haven't actually seen him stand up, like collectively throughout the day. We haven't seen him stand up. And we're sitting for a while. We kind of have a drink and stuff on the vehicle. And then he gets up and he is, he almost can't move. You can see his body is that sore. And he's not putting any, I'm talking zero weight on his front right leg. He, can't, he cannot, st- so he's walking like a tripod, two legs forward and then jump with one leg, two legs forward, jump with one leg. And if he moves like five meters, he lays down. And you can see, even, even when he's laying down, this thing is hurting. So we could see then at a bit of a closer look, there's a big bite mark on his front, what would be his wrist, and, but the leg is swollen up and he cannot put weight on it. So we stay with him, he kind of hobbles along and eventually ends up in a rhino midden, like literally in the rhino midden, okay? And he just lays down there. He did try and roar once or twice, but he never let go. Because remember now, this thing's out of its territory. If he's going to let, let go, there's other males that could get involved. So anyway, we leave him. We come back. There's audio throughout the night again. Next morning, we go back. He's exactly, like exactly on the same spot in the rhino midden. He didn't move a meter, okay? But now the broken one is with him. The other one, that was, that's all the blood and shit, right? The two of them are together now. They cut a very sorry-looking couple, but they're both there, and the other guy's gone. Now, the fourth of these Nzenga, whatever they're called, males, hasn't been found. Until today now, he has not been found, right? So, the the, the, the two other males, the avocas, who initially we had and walked towards these four, they haven't been found. So, we leave these two, we find tracks, and eventually we find them way north, away from this whole palava, one of them, beautiful shape, like proud, beautiful photography. We see the other one, and he's also now got a limp. Now, it was a very strange thing because the lions we knew that was together, there was four of these Nzengas. I'm probably saying it wrong. Don't send me an email. I don't actually care. Uh, and there's the two avocas, and there's one female from the Kambula Pride. The fights we heard, and obviously this has been ongoing because I spoke to someone from Londolozi over dinner, and he said, yeah, this run-in happened a couple of days sooner as, or earlier as well. Anyway, so these four boys, one's missing, two of them are fucked up, but they are like broken, right? And then of the avocas, one's hurt as well. The female's got a couple of scratches. We don't know what happened there because if the four imploded on each other, right, they could cause that damage, but it's unlikely. It's unlikely. If it was four versus two, the amount of damage caused to these four by the two doesn't make sense, and they're in pretty good nick. So anyway, so this whole story now plays out. Okay, phenomenally interesting. One of the more interesting days I've had 
on Safari in a long time because we're following, we're tracking, we're trying to put it together. It's like CSI Africa. It's really cool. Then the, every evening for this trip, uh, I'm not posting on social. I'm just doing three stories every night with three pictures from my camera. And I post one or two pictures and then the messages start. Okay. Which lines is this? What happened? Who fought with who? And, and, and. So I reply to these things just in a general fashion. Yeah, no, it's cool. There were four. Then I start getting messages like, or who is this? And I would say, oh, no, I think this was one of the Avocas, right? And then they'll fix me and say, no, this is one of those. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck you, John. What, what, what does it matter? Okay. Now, now, here we go. I get the naming of animals. Why it happens in reserves is because the, the, the guides who speak to each other, they're not going to say, I found the leopard with the slightly skewed tail. And they give them a name. And each reserve has their own way of naming the animals, leopards and lions. Okay. So in Anomadikwe, it's the guy who finds them first as cubs gets to name them when they grow up. In places like the sands, it's more to do with the territory that they have when they get to maturity. Things like this. Okay. So I get naming them in, on the field. In the field. On the field? On the ground in the field. Right. I get that. Like I said earlier, I think then for guests who come to these places, it's nice to follow along the leopard story. Because if you return, you want to know that the white damn female has raised her cub successfully and she was mating with Mashabeni, whatever the case is. Okay, this is all cool. I get it. But if you're one of those people that have never been on safari, if you're one of those people that have never been to Africa, if you're one of those people that have never seen these animals live in the flesh, if you're one of those people that do not understand conservation, I mean this nicely, please shut the fuck up because you guys are putting, you, you, you guys being, you're being nasty and you're being rude to people if they call them the wrong name, if they spell it. I literally had someone I was messaging about all this because I'm trying to say, yo, this happened, the fight. They said to me, oh, I need to start spelling it right. Why don't I care about them? Holy shit, really? Really? So, eh, ugh. A lot of Facebook pages for these animals. These animals are Facebook pages, I shit you not. They've got Facebook pages that have more followers than all of us put together. But they're run by people who have never been here. People who just have a fascination for it. And I applaud that. I think it's great that someone feels so strongly about an animal they've never seen and might never see that they, that they, that they, that they create a Facebook page for them. Years ago, we, on the Wildlife blog, we, we did a blog. And in this, whatever the blog was about, there was a picture of three young male lions taken on Sangeeta. And in the caption, whoever wrote this blog said, uh, this is the three, let's call them Majigalans, right? The name. We got an email from someone saying, how dare we get the name wrong? This is not the Majigalans, this is the Mapojos, whatever the case might have been. And we should be better. We need to be more professional and stuff. And she runs their Facebook page. She was out of Wisconsin. So we wrote back and said, listen, so sorry we got this name wrong. Fuck, lambaste us. Um, and she's like, yeah, no, we need to be better. I'm just thinking, really? Now, the one concern I have is with us having to manage conservation, sometimes you have to make drastic decisions. Sometimes an animal gets injured and you might have to get involved. Sometimes you might have to cull an animal. Maybe the carrying capacity has been exceeded. Sometimes you have to do something to get rid of an animal. Now, if you are very attached to Sebastian the lion, right, it makes it more difficult because you're emotionally involved in something. I remember years ago in Madikwe, the, 
we the the carrying capacity for lions at the time was like 45 50 something and if i recall it was like 120 on property because they had they were very successful so something had to be done either cold or moved away or whatever the case is this is part of conservation right so the managers and the owners all met and we had to decide kind of which ones and how and what and there was actually a fight in this meeting about are we going to get rid of the Sepedi line or the Dutaba line? I'm just using names. But there was an argument and they, they're talking about these things like they are people. They're not people. They're not people. I'm not against the naming thing. Like I said, I think it's great that we can create this natural soap opera for people to get involved with. And maybe, just maybe, that lets, lets people kind of get more into it and they start understanding what it's about and they support it more and they can spread the word and all that. But if you get so carried away with the naming of animals and who is what and where, I don't know. I think it's too much. Then, actually just a thought, in today's world, right, where everybody gets offended about anything, okay, like I'm going to get offended if you attack some other group who I'm not a part of, okay, does it not stand to reason that the Impalas could be very offended by this? Because the Impalas are the majority in the bush, right? Lions are by far the minority, but they're a very big, powerful minority, yeah? They get names, but the Impalas are just numbers, not even. They're just another Impala. You see, where do we draw the line on this thing? I mean, do we start naming lions, leopards, some elephants, not buffalo because there's too many, maybe rhinos, but not kind of, and what? I don't know. Again, I'm all for the naming. I get it. On the field, when we're on safari, it's cool to say, for me to say to Linda, listen, let's go and check what those Kabula youngsters are doing rather than let's go and see what those three sub-adult lions we saw this morning is doing. I get it. It's romantic. But we need to keep it real, guys. There's a line. If we start pulling... There's a line. See what I did there? There's a line. That if we get too emotionally involved with this, we are going to compromise the way we look at conservation. I believe that. I really do. So, there it is. Anyway, I am going to do some writing. I am going to then have a quick lay down for about 20 minutes and then we're going to do Lightroom for two hours and then we head back to this elephant kill where the Kabula youngsters are hopefully going to be feeding on it and we're going to get some good stuff there. So that's just a thought when lions fight. That's what happened here. Nobody's 100% sure who fought who, who injured who, where they are, whatever the case is. But um, it's an interesting dynamic to watch. So, yeah, I'll keep an eye on it on social. And yes, the naming is cool, but I do think some people need to calm down to a mild panic about this whole thing. And if someone doesn't spell the coalition right, um, why don't you just stay on your box and let them be? And we can all just kind of enjoy the whole thing. Anyway, I've got to get back to it. Guys, thank you for listening. I am back in the office next week, the 15th of November. I'm there for a week and then I'm back to Kenya. So more podcasts and like group discussions and things like we've been doing coming up soon. If you have any questions, my email, jerry, G-E-R-R-Y at wildeye.co.za. That's two words, W-I-L-D with a dash, E-Y-E E-Y-E.co.za. Or you can get hold of me on any social media channel on Jerry Van Abelt. If you have questions, comments, or you think I've spelt a lion's name wrong, hit me up. Guys, as always, thank you for your time. Thank you for lending me your ears. I'll see you in the next episode. My name is Jerry. I'm from Wild Eye. Have a good one.